I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Faith Walkers. Thank you for joining us in the Walk in My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today, we have Chantelle Carter. She is an entrepreneur who has worked in the fashion industry for over 20 years as a stylist, image consultant, and magazine style director. Chantelle's passion to uplift women of color through fashion caused her to develop a diverse skin tone intimates line called Love and Nudes. This brand is more than just fashion. It's a social movement connecting women and celebrating the beauty of difference. She believes apparel and cosmetics should be accessible to all in a manner that allows them to celebrate their skin tone and personal style. So please welcome to the show, Chantelle Carter. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your story with us. Yay! I love it. <laughs> So I want to jump straight into your story, but before I do that, I love to start the show with an icebreaker question because I believe that as women, we have all these different titles that we go by, but a title that's not given enough significance is our name because our names have meaning and our names are said so many times a day. And every time someone says your name, they're basically declaring that meaning to you. So I would love Mm. to know, do you know what your name means? Yes, I do. <laughs> My name is French, Chantal, mm-hmm. and it means she sings. I love and it. God, and I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually getting better. I think God is with me now that when I'm singing hymns, I'm sounding better. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so it's a work in progress. So I'm excited about that. But before Lord have mercy I could not sing so it's like why do I have this that's that's what my name means she sings okay okay I believe that most times whatever we decide to become or pursue in life is either Mm -hmm. directly connected or indirectly connected to what we wanted to be when we were little when our imagination was vivid and before society and the world tried to conform us There are some people that end up going down a different route because that's what, you know, they were expected to do or that they were told to do. But I find that some people or most people come back around. Actually, I take that back. Not most people. (laughs) Many people Uh um, end up coming Uh back around and deciding to live their passion and to pursue things that have strong meanings to them. So I would love to know, Chantel, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? 
Girl, I've come back. I'm one of those people that come back around from the expectations. And you're so accurate. When I was young, I wanted to be a buyer, like a fashion buyer. My mom, I was born and raised in Montreal, and that, that was a fashion capital of Canada. And my mom worked in the garment industry, so I was always surrounded by that. You know, I looked so cute when I was young. I had the cutest clothes. Yeah. <laughs> And we knew what sample sales were before anybody. <laughs> that, was, that was about, right? So I always mm-hmm. had the flashes clothes. So it like it, it's innate for me. And that's what I wanted to be. And then I remember my brother said to me, oh, what if you end up being a buyer for like Kmart's or something? And I was appalled at that at the time because Kmart, I know I'm dating myself here, was like, like the cheap... <laughs> The cheap, the cheap dry store back in like the eighties, <laughs> and I didn't want that. So I like I kind of I pushed that out of my head quickly, and you know, like I I kind of bounced around. I still was very interested in in fashion, but didn't know how I'd pursue it. And then I remember looking at because um, we always got magazines like Essence. Vogue, you know, there was always fashion magazines in my house. Mm-hmm. And eventually when I got a little bit older, maybe in my late teens, I was interested in the the commercials and the editorials. And I asked myself, well, who's dressing these people? How do you get to do this? So I was really curious about it. But, you know, my parents, like my my mother encouraged me to go into nursing. She told me, yeah, it's it's safe. You'll always have a job because people will always be sick. So you will always have a job, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, now I look back on that. I'm like, mom, did you know me? You didn't know mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I am so not that person. I ended up going to college and taking nursing and how sad I was when I had to do my stash or my co-op at the hospital. Just the smell alone in the hospital like made mm-hmm. me like ill, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it just it wasn't for me. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in misery trying to do what other people wanted me to do. And I'm happy to say that I've come full circle from that still working on it but I've come full circle for that and I I can't be more relieved I feel like I've been released from a prison (laughs) (laughs) you know I it's interesting that you say that because a lot of the women that come to me for coaching it's they're they've reached that point where they're tired of you know they've worked years in a career that they really don't enjoy or that they hate or that makes them so unhappy because that's what they were expected to do by their parents or family members or society. And they are at a place where they're ready to actually pursue things that they are passionate about and that they love. And those are the things that really bring us joy. So tell us how you've come full circle now. Tell us your story to how you've been able to build this brand, Love and Nudes. <laughs> well, it's like you said, I spent a lot of years doing BS I didn't want to do because that's what everybody else was doing. And I struggled for a long time. I worked in customer service. I worked in a call center. Oh my gosh, I still get anxiety. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, answering phone call after phone call of like with mis- of miserable people. And I thought that, and it, it just seemed like everybody else was doing 
the same thing. And I remember there was just miserable people at work, nice people, but miserable. And I, and I remember asking somebody, so why don't you just quit? I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't. I, was, I got a house to pay car for pay to pay for. And I remember saying to myself, I never want to be in that position mm-hmm. where I'm stuck because I got bills. So I have to get up and, and do a job that I hate every day. Mm-hmm. Really stood out. For me, but I got to tell you, it took a long time for me to get to love and nudes. Right, I worked as a stylist, and how I ended up doing that because I couldn't take working in the call center anymore, and I went back to school in fashion. So I thought maybe that could save me somehow, mm-hmm. and it did because I met when I when I went to school, I met a magazine editor. And I connected with her. I did my co-op working at the magazine, like assisting the stylist. Mm-hmm. And eventually when the stylist couldn't do, because she worked freelance too, that, that means it wasn't like a permanent job, right? She mm-hmm. had other jobs. And so when she had better paying jobs, eventually I got to do the styling and the editorial fourth of the magazine. And that was huge for me. I look back and that was one of the most the fun times of my working life because I got to be creative, right? right? So the writer would make, would come up with a story and I'd have to find clothes that weren't there <laughs> to, to, to go with it because we worked a season ahead because we were a retailer. I was a, it was a trend magazine for retailers to, to direct them to what to buy. Mm-hmm. So I really got okay what was coming before anybody else did so that was that was really really cool and I got to build up a portfolio from there and which parlayed me into working freelance as a stylist for like different um like for music videos or for let's say like the bay and and one thing while I was working as a stylist I saw that the models the dark models would come in and they wouldn't have undergarments that nude for, for us. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have that, but the white models did. Mm-hmm. And that was expected, right? You, you come with your nude undergarments because when you have something that matches your skin tone, then your undergarments won't show through whatever it is you're wearing. Right. And that, that was the goal. So it's like, I saw that that was already stressful because they don't have that. So they either have to be naked, MacGyver something, wear black, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, okay, kind of like, what's up with that? And they would also come with their own uh, foundation for makeup because mm-hmm. the, um, the makeup artist wouldn't have their shade. So I saw all of that. And because I was so entrenched in fashion, whenever fashion shows like uh the one that was on what was it called i can't remember i on fashion i can't remember anyway <laughs> like shows that would come on and they would talk about nude i'd always wait for them to talk be talking about me too or my other melanated sisters and it would never happen mm-hmm. so i think it was born out of that what i saw mm-hmm. i pursued creating love and news love and news was born for that but it was a process, you know, like a, a, a to, to get to where I am now. <laughs> I can only imagine. Like, I think mm-hmm. about when you mentioned the um, models, you know, not having 
nude underwear for the models of color. And then the same thing with makeup. I can totally relate to that because I actually went to college for aesthetics and spa management and doing a makeup Mm. course, like the makeup course was a part of that. And in our kit that we paid for, they didn't have shades for the colored girls in the class. There was one shade, which was not only way too dark, but way too orange. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. how we would have to maneuver and the things that we would have to do in order for to pass certain parts of the class. And I I can, you know, freely speak this now because I'm not in the industry, but my classmate that I had to do for my exam, she was a woman of color. There was no foundation Mm -hmm. to match her skin and we were being graded on that. So we skipped the foundation completely and I just put powder (laughs) over top after we did her makeup. And the teacher thought that I totally mixed the colors to do her foundation. But I was like, I am not failing this because you didn't provide me with the tools to succeed. So, Oh my gosh, the stress of that. So yeah. they want what you can come up with, but you didn't give me the tools to, to, to succeed. Oh, but that, that is why I love that you've created love and nudes so that the models can feel comfortable. Like, can you imagine a model who is, feels completely uncomfortable, how those would come across in their work, right? Well, yeah, because it, it seemed like that's stressful before I even have done anything. Mm-hmm. I don't like, like you said, you don't have the equipment or things or the products that you need. And I went through the same thing with that makeup kit. There was like women of color, like when I went to college and for fashion, there's a there was a makeup track, and like, like these are all white people colors. Hello, we want to wear this too, and it was expensive at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, I re- I went to, because we got it from Mac. I mm-hmm. changed up stuff with a fight. I had to go to this Mac, that Mac, because people were like, oh, well, I had to I had to accept what was in my kit too. So I'm not changing your stuff for you. Like some mean stuff. But right, you right. see, we have MacGyver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Things work for us. So, yeah, I totally hear that. So on your website, um, there's Mm -hmm. a quote that caught my attention where it says, believe in your own beauty. And that stuck out to me because for many reasons, I love that. But I want to know, like, what does that mean for you, especially for that to be the first quote that I see when I go to your website? That quote came to me because Black women and women of color, but I find especially Black women, we're always in the shadows. We are the backbone of our communities. We do so much for our families, for our communities, in our churches. We are pop culture. Mm -hmm. Don't get it twisted, okay? The way you dress, the way way people talk in mainstream media, that comes from us. Mm -hmm. But yet, we're cast in the background, invisible, not shown in the media in a positive light. And on top of that, there's no products or you're hard pressed to find products that look like us. Mm -hmm. When you don't see things that represent you, you can internal, you'll internalize that, that you're right. You're not significant. (laughs) You're not beautiful, you're not relevant, and you're not important. That mm-hmm. message, you feel like it's in your subconscious because over and over again, it's validated. You don't see yourself anywhere. And I want women to know 
and people of color to know that that's not true. Just because mm-hmm. it's putting out certain messages, because it's people who don't look like us that are in charge for the most part. Mm-hmm. They don't know our stories. They don't know our struggles, but that doesn't mean that we're not beautiful and we're not relevant. And it's time to end this cancer of colon- like that colonialism has caused in showing the world and having people believe that white is right <laughs> and mm-hmm. the lighter the better you are. And when I started, was when I was doing my research on love and nudes, I discovered through my research is that skin bleaching is a $10 billion industry. Yep. And that was like maybe about 10 years ago, I did that research. And that's what really catapulted me into my why I was doing what I was doing. Because at first I wanted it to be because I just want to wear fashion the way I want to and other women should be able to too. But when I heard about the skin bleaching, when I saw that stat, that hurt my heart. Because it's people who are, I feel like, bleaching their skin to fit into what society deems as acceptable beauty, which is light. And it's not true. We're all different. We're all beautiful, no matter what tone we, we are. And I wanted, especially Black women and women of color, to to know that. I wanted to put that message out there. I am putting mm-hmm. that message. We're not this, all the same, and that's okay. Right. You know? So I think it's, it's such an important message. Don't believe the hype. Um, there was an interesting stat um, that I seen the other day, especially in the South Asian community. Um, I believe it's India. Uh, has the highest mm-hmm. rate of people that are bleaching their skin. So all people of color, melanated skin, because of what has been ingrained in our paradigm as to what is better or what is superior or what is right, mm-hmm. there's colorism within our own communities, unfortunately, because we've attached that to the identity of who we are and especially with the images that are used for models or the lighter skinned model or the lighter skinned actress or things like that, that are given preferential choice over the darker skin. Right. And oh, yeah. it's like when we are thinking about the identity of who we are and, and belonging, like you spoke earlier about representation, you know, how much it matters, especially for when we're looking at things visually and identity can be both good or bad, depending on who we are allowing to make that definition. Because if we look at the definition for what is a woman or different types of women, typically that definition has been over time created by men, right? And it's only now as women, we are starting to take our power back and create those own definitions for ourselves. But the same goes for when it comes to Black people, if we look at what's been happening, especially, you know, with the, the racial pandemic and everything that's happening around that, where we're looking at the definition where people of color have been defined by white people. So power is usually given to the definer. But if we take the power back and def- make those definitions for ourselves, then we basically put ourselves back in a place of power, which is why I love that you've created Love and Nudes and you have these intimate wear undergarments for women of color so that we can feel powerful in our own skin and underneath our clothing. And, you know, when we're out and about. 
It, well, yeah, I call it, sometimes I say it's, it's your armor. That's how I describe It's like, it's an armor because mm-hmm. so many microaggressions and nonsense out there in the world, just because based on the way we look and stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to put that on in the morning as like her protection, as her armor, something that looks like her, something that's beautiful, something that's functional, you know, because let's face it, like, I didn't want you to have to struggle to, okay, what, 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 what bra do I wear with this top? <laughs> you know, I've had that happen to me. I put on the bra and it's like, I put on the top. I was like, oh crap, I can't wear this bra with this top because I can see it or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I it to be a seamless, stress-free experience in something that embodies our, our beauty mm-hmm. and getting connected to what our beauty is, regardless of, of, of the shade. And here is something that looks like you mm-hmm. start she- to start off your day. Mm-hmm. I love how you've created something to help remove the struggles for others and to provide stress-free experiences. And I know that life itself has not been that way for you. You know, you've, and I've, I've seen you've had some blogs on your site where, you know, you speak to your struggles with fibroids, you know, um, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression. I would love mm-hmm. to dig deeper into some of the struggles that you've overcome or that you are still working through as you continue to inspire? Yeah, I've been becoming a little bit more transparent about speaking to my struggles because it's like, yeah, I I don't want the highlight reel. I don't Mm -hmm. subscribe to, you know, because as I get into business more with the deeper I get in, I see that a lot of things are smoke and mirrors. Yep. Like, Everybody thinks, and, and it's the way people perceive me too. Oh, you're so successful. Well, what does that mean? Right. You know? I have struggles too. And I struggled like for, I think since my twenties with um, depression and then anxiety. And I didn't know what it was at the time. I thought I was flawed. I thought something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I see now, I wasn't living authentically. I was living how other people expected me to live and suppressing my feelings because they were made wrong. I was told I was too much. You're too this, you're too that. And so like I was managing or struggling with uh, depression for years. I would medicate with, okay, I drink a lot, constantly drinking wine or whatever. When I felt like stressed out, eventually Mm -hmm. medication, I still do, you know, to help calm my, my anxiety I I have people that I work at coaches that help me to repattern mm-hmm. the conditioning that I live with with so long and create it kind of creates like new pathways in your brain in your mm-hmm. in in your nerves so I can think differently than what I was thinking bef- like how I was thinking before because it was very scary starting mm-hmm. a business. I used to think, how can a depressed person have a business? How? <laughs> right. But now God was with me and pushed me along. I still pursued it because I didn't see any other alternative. I spent 20 years of my life looking for the perfect opportunity, looking outside for it. 
And I can tell you in that time, a handful of times I found something that I was inspired by, but it never panned out for me. So I felt like it was depressing being laid off Mm -hmm. (laughs) again. (laughs) And the last time I got laid off, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to pursue something that works for me. Um, Yeah, that that works for me. And it's good because it's like I can... I can do things kind of on my schedule. I don't have to put up with things I don't want to put up with. And I'm learning. I'm always learning. It's challenge. It's challenging. And I'm in a constant state of discomfort, but it's good now because I have, Mm -hmm. I have people that support me. Like, I think it's really important to have a coach and a mentor um, in your life to help you get out of your own head. And I tell you, this last, I think, maybe about eight months, I've been doing things with ease and grace and not like pushing a boulder uphill anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I have that support to help to manage my my depression or my anxiety about things or the way I think about things. And for a long time, I felt a lot of shame that I was uh, depressed. I thought something was wrong with me. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm inspired by hearing other people talk about their struggle with depression because it's like, oh my gosh, I can see myself in that. Okay. Right. I'm right. I'm not a loser. Yeah. You're able to connect on a deeper level, like the social proof. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I think it's so important for me now to reveal, you know, what I go through in real time too. Not Mm -hmm. only everything is perfect. (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. in time, you know, these are my struggles. This is what I'm facing because I want to be able to inspire somebody else or, or let someone else know that, okay, it's not only them. They're not alone. Right. Because I used to feel really alone and like, I can't, who am I to have a business when I'm depressed? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. How am I going to make it work when I get depressed and I have to check out, but you know mm-hmm. what? To check out, I check out. <laughs> And I don't guilt myself for it, right. you know? So yeah, that's kind of how I've, like, I handle myself. I work on stop judging. I don't judge myself as harshly anymore. Every Good morning, I fill out a form. I fill out something that, that, will, that asks me how I'm going to show up for the day and what I need to forgive from mm. the day before. That's powerful. You know? It is. It is. It seems like a little thing, but it isn't because I realized how much guilt and shame I carried around. Well, I didn't do this or I'm not good enough or, oh, look at them. They look like they have this, that and the other. Look at her on the Instagram live. Look at this, what she's doing. Look what's happening with her. Why am I not getting that? Right. You know, it's, it's not true. We all have our own type of struggle. I kind of step away I use social media for what I need to, but I don't get caught up in it because right. I know it's a high real and there's a lot of negativity there as well. So I mm-hmm. have to pick who I follow as well, because there's some awesome people there too, who inspire me and help me, mm-hmm. you know, in that way, but I'm really careful. So, 
I think it's very important that you spoke to all of those points. I think that it's very brave and courageous of you to speak openly about your struggles with depression and anxiety while you're running your business, but to understand how important that is that your story and you being transparent can be someone else's tools or motivation that they need to be able to do the same. You being transparent that it's it's not perfect. And, you know, when you spoke to um, when people say like you're successful and what does that mean? And I agree with you because I feel that success looks different to everyone. It's based on our values, mm-hmm. based on what what we choose to value. And as much as it's great to have the accolades, to me, success is the fact that I've been able to keep a roof over my children's head and keep food in their mouths after all of these years of being a single parent. So to me, that is success. But to someone else, you know, it would be the figures or the numbers or, you know, things like that. So you have to look at what's what's a value to you to determine that. But you have not only been true to yourself, and I think the the fact that you spoke to coaches and mentors, I strongly believe in coaches, mentors, and therapists. <laughs> um, I talk yeah. about this a lot. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time, right? <laughs> like, I think maybe, I don't know. I don't know. And I've these lost podcasts. Count. I, I was going to say, I don't know. I've lost count on how many women I've interviewed for the podcast at this point. I've I've interviewed between the podcast and IG Live over 150 women, but I always wow. ask questions about Uh, the importance of having a mentor or a coach and how that's helped you along the way. And I love when women open up and speak about therapy because I'm going to say, especially in the Black community, it's only now becoming something people are more comfortable speaking about because of culturally the stigmas. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's sick in the shit head. She queers it. She this. I don't know what wrong with you. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I love when women come on and are transparent about the importance of mentors, coaches, and therapists in their lives, because other women need to mm-hmm. hear that. Other women need to hear that it's okay. Other women need to hear that as much as you may appear strong, that we all need support systems in place so that we can maintain and, and continue to be strong. And I feel like even the image of what strong is to someone, it doesn't have to be that woman who is independent and doing everything on her own. It doesn't have to be that woman who is only shining on social media. Strong is yourself who is openly speaking about you having to work through your anxiety and depression to still run your business. Strong is you being able to say to yourself, you know what, I've had enough of being laid off. I am going to create a business that is also attached to my passion. So I am serving others, but it's also doing what's best for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Strength and courage doesn't have to be the loud rah, rah, rah. It can be in just how you choose to live your life on purpose, with purpose every day. Oh, I love that. On purpose, not on autopilot, not by which was what was what, what I was doing before. And I was like, yeah, no, that's part of the misery. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, I am so happy to talk about personal development because I feel like that's kind of what saved my life mm-hmm. because I have had thoughts of suicide and, mm-hmm. um, Okay, like, okay, like I knew I couldn't do it because it's like I have a son, I have like, I can't go out like that. But I entertained the thoughts of, oh, how much easier it would be if I was just dead. 
because mm-hmm. this is, you know, coping with these emotions or this black cloud that follows me around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I'm I'm finding I'm navigating my way through it with help. Yes, yes. with therapy, with repatterning. Yeah, yeah, with all with with all of that, changing my thoughts, removing um, toxic people or limiting toxic people. Boundaries. That yeah, like bound. I didn't even know what boundaries were eh, until this year. I did not know wow. what wow. boundaries were. What's that? I think I used to hear uh, what, yeah, a Kardashian talk about Courtney Kardashian. She talked about boundaries. I was like, what is she, what is, what is she talking about? This, this weird thing. Mm-hmm. I get it. Now. I didn't know what that was. And I don't even think that I've ever seen a healthy relationship between a man and a woman where people had boundaries. I realized I've just seen a bunch of dysfunction now. Wow. So now I know, okay, what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And I remove myself or I can let people know, you know what? I, I wasn't feeling that, or it makes me feel like maybe this is not your intention, but I felt Mm -hmm. this when, is that what you meant? You know, Mm -hmm. just, yeah. Commute like, yeah. And like, that's another thing, like learning to communicate more effectively so, so yeah, wow. so work in progress. <laughs> you know, I, I can totally, totally relate. And once again, this is why I thank you for this, because it opens up the doorway for other people to feel more comfortable sharing their experiences or talking about their experiences. And I know this, just even hosting this podcast has, it's been therapeutic for me because not only do I get to have these deep conversations with other strong women who are also inspiring at the same time, but it also opens up another avenue for me to also be transparent about parts of my life. And I've, I've always been, I'm going to say pretty transparent, even when I was just only on Facebook and people are like, wow, did she really just post that? <laughs> you know, I would share okay. parts of my personal life. <laughs> I never had an issue with that. And now with the podcast, having these conversations with you women, it's almost created an even bigger community because when other women hear your stories, they come back into my DMs and they are thanking us for having this conversation. You know, or they're my DMs sharing their story of how they connected with your story and such. So it's, it's, it's beautiful for me. Um, it's definitely therapeutic for me. And I am grateful to every one of you women who have come on and just been so open and, and transparent about your journeys. Like when I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression back in 2006, I was mm-hmm. kind of like, I, I, I was wow. like, I refused to accept that. I, you know, that was my, my mentality around it back then. And mm-hmm. like you said, you said personal development saved your life. I say that every day. Personal development saved my life. It allowed me to not only understand how we think, why we think that way, but to put coping mechanisms in place to reprogram. Uh, coping mechanisms, <laughs> yes. The coping mechanisms, right? Yeah. To reprogram how we function and so that we are able to to thrive and that even when we have our down moments, because they still happen, but even when you have your Mm -hmm. down moments, you recover quicker because you now have things in place. 
like you said, your form that you fill out every morning, your routines, right? Because the results are yes. in the routine. So I just want to thank you for that. So I want to know like when and where are you the happiest? You know what? I'm le- like right now, because I, I, I find that I'm very, I'm fluid and that's okay. I'm not fixed. This is the way I am and that's it. I'm seeing that I'm very fluid and I'm okay with change. Before, I didn't want to be by myself because I realized that I was afraid. You know what I mean? I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to think certain things, but now I feel like I am happiest now by myself. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like I'm rediscovering me and being open to self-care instead of feeling guilty about it, about, um, you know what? I need a manicure. I'm going to do that instead of feeling guilty about, oh, you know, you're spending money on that when you need to spend money. You need the money for something else. No, mm-hmm. uh, like I my value, I'm valuable and mm-hmm. I need to treat my, you know, and that means self-care and it doesn't always mean spending money. It's like, okay, it's taking a break. It's reading. It's so I'm doing all of those things now, listening to Love podcasts, it. yours, you know, while I work, I'm happiest doing that. Love you know, it. Being human. I'm not saying, oh, I don't want to be around people. But I think I'm re- I'm happiest now because I've rediscovered being good with me. Right. You know what? Quick question for you. Do you feel that you're more on the introverted side? I think I'm an extroverted introvert. Oh, ambivert. Because, <laughs> you know, because before I was more like, woo, all out there. And, but I find as the years have gone by, I kind of like to pick my spots or... If I'm in a room with a bunch of people, I get tired after mm. a while. It's like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm good for about like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Those are definitely introverted qualities. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm good now. I just like, I just feel tired and like, I need to, and I even notice even with, I'm, with I'm a bunch of friends, I like to kind of go off by myself and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be in the corner by myself and you know zone out or you know what I mean yeah I do I do and that is why I asked the question because it sounds like your tendencies there's actually a book called quiet um I don't know what the subtitles I can't remember at the moment but I read it Mm -hmm. um this year and it helped me to feel more comfortable as an introvert I think the subtitle Mm -hmm. was something along the lines of like owning your voice as an introvert in this noisy world or something along those lines but basically it helps you to understand your introverted qualities, how those are actually strengths and how to utilize them so that you can feel more confident with those qualities because the world has favored over time people who are extroverted because they appear more outgoing and you know they're talkative and all those qualities that companies want to hire and, and universities used to look for in their, mm-hmm. their applicants. And that would leave out the introverts who are highly creative and have other highly um, intuitive and genius genes. So when you get a chance, read that book and, and let me know what, 
what you think. I'm putting that (laughs) in my phone to look at that because you know what, since I've worked on my, since I've been working on my depression and mentoring, I feel like I'm coming into my own. I'm getting more and more creative. I think COVID helped too, because we couldn't do anything. So Mm -hmm. I'm stepping into creativity, like more and more. And really I'm very intuitive. I can feel things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how, that's what guides me, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I feel an, like I, I, I feel an energy. I always have had that. If mm-hmm. I don't vibe, yeah, if there's I something off, I back away, you know what I mean? Even in, in, yep. in a space, I don't like the space. Something don't feel right in here. I got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally understand. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and I, I realized like I'm not being all bougie and whatever. It's just, yeah, it's just my intuition that's like speaking to me and I'm, I'm paying attention now honor more that. and more. Honor yes. <laughs> so before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell the people where they can stay connected with you online. Okay. Um, you can support Love and Nudes by going to loveandnudes.com. So that's www.love, L-O-V-E-A-N-D-N-U-D-E-S. So love and nudes.com. And uh, that's my website. You can check out our, check out and purchase our skin tone products for you, for someone else. And yeah, some new things are happening. You can join our mailing list too our VIP mailing list. And um, I'm on Instagram as well. Um, so that's at Love and Nudes on Instagram or Facebook at Love and Nudes. So yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Those I will are good. I will definitely have the links in the detailed section of your episode so people can just click and they won't have to search too far. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be great. Yeah. Come out, come find me, come support, come look. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like we need the support for our community, like for our communities, yeah, to grow. Like we're we're awesome women. Here's women. <laughs> yes. Thing. Yeah, you know we need more of that. So the final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her wisdom, and it's just a couple of quick reflection questions, and you share the first thing that comes to mind. It can either be one word or one sentence. Okay. Sounds fun. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Name one of the most worthwhile investments that you've ever made. And that could be money, time, energy. Oh, my mentor, my, 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 my business coach. Love it. Name yeah. a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Um, a New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Love it. Uh, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? It would say it would be a billboard, and I fantasized about this with women of color saying own your tone. That means mm. own your skin and own your own your voice with mm. a beautiful of, of women of color and skin tone intimates. That's what the billboard would say. I love that. That is going to be the title of your episode. <laughs> <laughs> on your tone. <toe. laughs> yeah, it's my tagline. On your tone, on your voice, on your it. story, on your skin tone. That's that's what makes you uniquely who you are. Beautiful. I love that. I love it. 
Um, what have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? And that could be distractions, invitations, family. No to uh, family, mm-hmm. like other, you know, bending to her will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just standing up for myself. Uh, so I've been able to say I'm becoming better at saying, no, I don't feel like doing that. Love it. Love it. And last but not least, what do you wish women would do more of? I wish women would not be afraid of their own voice, their voices, or be afraid to make mistakes because Mm. making mistakes is where you learn. It's like, I call it failing forward. Somebody Mm. said that to me forward. I love that. Don't be afraid to make a mistake because then you just, if you're, if you're not making a mistake, you're not growing, you're not changing and you're regressing or you're going backwards. I love it. Wow. And on that note, Chantel, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us and being so transparent. I truly appreciate you. I appreciate you too. We're all connected. I am thankful that you have this platform for other women, especially women of color, to um, relate to. It's very hard to find Black voices and um, out there. And I'm really honored to be part of this. And I'm looking forward to listening to more of your podcasts going forward and hearing about other fabulous women's stories. So yeah, so we can like connect. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you Mm, so, so so much. And thank you for stepping into your power and believing in yourself to do that. It gives other people permission to do the same. I received that. Thank you, Chantal. Thank you. (laughs) And so all of you faith walkers, all of you faith walkers out there until next time, make sure (laughs) that you subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can join the community of faith walkers and sign up for our weekly newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com. And be sure to grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And if you could think of one person that would resonate with Chantel's story, please share it with them. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag Chantel at Love and Nudes and you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs>